Hello and welcome to Don't Tell Me What to Do, the astrology podcast. I'm Lisa Kiss, your host, and I'm also an astrologer, teacher, and conscious business guide. This podcast is named after one of my favorite sayings and expressions to live your life. We're all here to experience life in our own unique ways. So keep listening to explore different views of living life through astrology, business, and personal development as we go through the Zodiac seasons together and with our guests. Okay. So welcome back to the podcast. Today I'm here with Nicole. Um I don't know if I should say your last name, but you, Nicole goes by at Hamilton Hippie on Instagram. So Nicole and I connected, um, we think in 2019, we're trying to remember back. And um, we originally connected through basically Instagram, blogging, social media, and it has now turned into, um, I don't know, an astrology, like you learning astrology and just us like clicking that way so um I'll pass over to Nicole to like officially introduce herself and all the things that she does she's very multi-passionate um she's a cancer sun Aries moon Leo rising so Mm -hmm. okay um yeah so I'm Nicole um I'm I guess you could call me a lifestyle influencer (laughs) it's a term these days I've been doing that my gosh, for years now. I I don't know, well over five years, I think, of doing that. Um, I do work a day job and do some other things on top of that. But yeah, we connected online and through those like spheres, as you do, and collaborated over the years. And it's always been really positive. And yeah, astrology is super fascinating. And yeah, I've learned so much. I don't even know where to start, but I definitely love it and think it is super interesting. So <laughs> I'm just getting a memory flashback to I did. We went we've been live on Instagram a few times, so it's fun right. to to do the podcast. But I think I did horoscopes for each sign when you had created moon moon sprays. Yeah, yes, that was fun. That was a fun collaboration I did with another um creator and yeah it was super fun that was cool yeah so um I guess getting into um I feel like I'll do this almost like a chart reading so it's like your cancer sun Aries moon Leo rising um when you first started to learn I guess more about your chart not just that you were a cancer sun um I don't know, like what else resonated in your chart from like when we started to go into it besides the cancer sun, or even if there were themes from that? Yeah, I mean, I think it was really surprising because like most folks, I only really knew about my sun sign. Mm -hmm. And I feel like like most people, it didn't fully encompass other parts of your personality, I guess you could say. Um, Because when you see it's all like kind of character, character traits, Mm -hmm. predominantly, right? Like when you read it in a magazine or something. Um, and yeah, I felt like it was kind of missing a big aspect of my personality. Like it always seemed very flat. So finding out that I was like an Aries moon, the Leo rising explained a lot. (laughs) It definitely filled in those other characteristics that I never found reflected in like our mainstream astrology that you get exposure to. So, yeah. Okay, cool. And where can I, I mean, right now, 
the back in July, like the North node entered Aries and the South node entered Libra. Mm -hmm. Um, So I feel like anyone with Aries placements kind of will feel it. Um, I call them the hits. If you remember when I say like the hits with certain things. So the North node will like hit your moon next year. Um, So, I mean, part of, and then there we're recording this in October, end of October, but last month was the full moon in Aries. So Mm -hmm. I felt that more or. Yeah. I mean, I feel like last month was, um, which is a really interesting month. Like personally, there was like a lot of like, there's a lot of stuff that happened prior to it, I guess you could say. And I just, I did feel like that month in particular, I don't know if this goes with the flow of moon stuff so much, but I found a lot of grounding in it. Like I felt like a lot of the decisions or outcomes that I had made, I was feeling a lot of peace with them. But again, I don't know if that was like, because I was doing the work or not, you know, if that makes sense. But um, I did find a lot of peace with that moon. And then since that, I feel like I felt a little bit more emotional after it. Okay. So yeah, interesting. Yeah. And then um, one question, because I'm personally curious of like, Mm -hmm. so you went through your Saturn return, your Saturn's in Aquarius. So like 2020 to like 2022. Um, And that's sort of when we were doing the astrology classes and you were learning more about everything. So I guess like, do you have your Saturn return story you want to share slash was it helpful to know you were in it? by like looking at your chart and learning more about astrology. Yeah, I mean, I think it was definitely helpful to know that I was in it because that was kind of wild timing, <laughs> perfect timing. <laughs> I think it helped to like shape decisions I made. Like, I definitely think it can be a really hectic time for folks. I guess if you if you don't know what's really happening to you or or have any sort of grounding with that. So I felt like because I was aware I was going through that, again, I felt a sense of peace. Um, but it's definitely wild because I also felt a sense of disconnect with myself because I wasn't responding to situations that were in front of me the way I would have responded to them in the past. And I do think there was some influence with everything that I was kind of learning and again, doing that kind of work. But at the same time, I didn't feel like it was super like intentional or forced. I was just doing what I needed to do. So it was happening either way, Mm -hmm. which was kind of cool, but I've definitely seen like a big shift for me. But the Saturn return was just in my personality and how I was managing things like conflict or stress. Like I was meeting things, um, I think way better than I've ever met them in the past. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then I have to say like, cause your Saturn's in the seventh house, you got married mm-hmm. too, which is exciting. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So that all happened at the time I got married. And then, yeah, I think it was all kind of meant to be because now I'm entering another phase of of life, like motherhood. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of interesting because I do feel the best prepared that I ever could be to take on that. And it's funny because I was having this conversation with a girlfriend who recently had a child. Mm-hmm. And I said, like, I don't think um, for me personally, there's a- any better time than now. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I hear a lot of things as we all do, like someone say, oh, I wish I had children sooner or later and I'm 31. Um, and I, I personally think like there's no better time for me than right now 
just mm-hmm. personally with my personal growth and development. Like, you know, so mm-hmm. I think it all kind of aligned perfectly for what I could handle when I could handle it, you know? Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And you honestly feel, I don't know, you feel your energy. It feels so like calm and grounded now. Not that it wasn't before, but you do feel like different, like much more like, I almost want to use the word like something is like soothed. I don't know if that's the right word, but you just feel yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. It's that kind of energy. And it's funny because someone the other day described me as like a chill person. I was like, <laughs> I don't know if I would ever previously describe myself as chill. Um, but I do kind of see where I think it is like coming across that way more and more because I am feeling a sense of like calmness even within myself because I would describe myself as a more hectic energy prior to this. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then um, like current transit wise, um Saturn's now in Pisces so like collectively from 2023 to 2026 we'll all feel this like um different things to either do with like connecting to spirituality or getting more um serious with our like spiritual I call it spiritual well-being mm-hmm. um and then for you it's going through your eighth house so this started back in like March um so I don't know if you have any like themes that have come up since then that have to do with like Pisces or the eighth house so like um diving deeper transformation um and then just I guess feeling more either like Pisces can be like alone time or um the spiritual side of things I find yeah like uh, I definitely think that's been a theme for me for sure um, which is what I love about astrology is it's so crazy because it's there, especially when you start looking into it like this. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, for me, like I'm definitely resonating with that like inner work of letting things go, you know what I mean? Being able to better um, manage like my expectations of myself, but also other people. And I think getting real with that, which I kind of find spiritual in a sense, because you're finding like kind of peace with with everything kind of around you. Um, and I do feel really like I've turned inwards. Um, and normally I'm someone who really likes my outward kind of stuff. Like I feel safer in those spaces and I kind of avoid that inner work. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas recently I feel more t- like turned on to that, like more in tune with doing that and spending time by myself, which before would make me feel really sad or give me anxiety if I wasn't like having both. But now I feel very content with it not being equal and spending more time on my own. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, you're Leo rising. So that's definitely the more like you have have your friends and your people and you want to be out and social and connected. And yeah, it's like a, a, like people give you energy in a way like the, Mm -hmm. so yeah. Okay. Now, just because of something you said, I have to, I want to look at your progress moon because that's just okay did I ever talk to you about the progress moon I have no idea no I think this is a new term to me okay <laughs> um okay okay so okay so the progress moon it's like um so there's a like a chart um for like today and it basically like it moves like one 
degree per year. So your chart, it's like a clock, like it shifted 31, let's say like degrees this way. Um, mm. And so the moon, your progressed moon will change signs every two and a half years, like how the moon changes signs every two and a half days. So um, two months ago, your progressed moon shifted into Gemini. Oh. So it was in Taurus, but now I have to go back and see where Gemini is in your chart. But um, yeah, it's just sort of like described as a two and a half year, like emotional cycle that you kind okay. of run through. So yeah, so your progressed moon has shifted into your 11th house. Um, do you sort of remember what the 11th house topics were? Yes, I think that one was like kind of 11th house, um, like your goals, I think. And then something, I feel like it's another, um, like, like that kind of, yeah, like aspirational components for the 11th house, right? Yeah, it can be like the vision you have, like what you see, like the bigger picture. And then mm -hmm. it's also that balance of like um, the communities you're in, but then like who you are. Like if you can feel like if you feel like you're yourself within community and with people, it's like that kind of balance. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know what you said, but I was like her progressed moon change. I have to look. And so it, yeah, about two months ago it did. So that's so cool. So now it's in that 11th house. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, again, yeah, I think that really makes sense with that whole like inner work and feeling comfortable with that. Like, I feel like I've got to a point now, at, you know, and I think sometimes people would call this maturity in a sense, because I hear people when they talk about stuff like this, they like equate it to maturity. I don't know if I believe in that so much, um, but I just feel like, yeah, like for me, when it comes to aspirations and goals and community, like I very much so don't want to try to make myself fit into spaces mm -hmm. I would rather the spaces fit me mm -hmm. um so I've kind of lost that you know what I mean that yeah. that aspect of I think caring or even like caring a, not that I've always been super cautious of this but I guess to an extent we all are like what other people think or you know that that idea of like pleasing other people and that exchange like I feel like for me it's not so much about that anymore like I really want to see it on the other side which is also this is where why I love astrology because this always happens like I will literally talk to you but I had a conversation about a topic like a couple days ago with someone else um but it was in the air of friends and I had a friend talking to me about what they were going through with their friendships currently and I was talking a little bit before I could relate where what I'm going through and I think it just hit this point with friends and your community where I want it to be reciprocal now and I'm kind of attuned to the ways that I don't think things were. And then there were like, you know, frustrations or passive aggressive kind of behaviors because no one was really addressing, you know what I mean? Thanks. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like for me, like if it doesn't really serve me, I feel better. I don't feel guilty asking for what I want or making room for that as opposed to, again, trying to squeeze myself in, you know, and just put up with things I guess you could say like it's it was really weird but in doing that in a way that's not really confrontational just more natural mm -hmm. if that makes sense yeah so yeah that's wild because that's exactly like I feel more confident with that now 
than ever before. That's good. Yeah. I'm even look like it's been a little bit since I've looked at your chart, but you have um like Saturn is directly opposite your ascendant at the 16 degrees. And like the the energy of like Leo Aquarius, so that's like your ascendant descendant. Leo Aquarius energy is always like the hardest for me to explain to people. I don't know why, but I feel like you explained it very well with what you were saying about the like, um, almost like the standing up for like sort of what you want, that dynamic with people and friendships and making sure everything is reciprocal. And like even the the Leo energy of like leading with heart and wanting to be a good friend and support, but making sure that it's like received back. Like mm-hmm. you can't just like give and give and give. Um, and anyone with lots of Leo energy, because um, you have your Mercury, your Venus and your ascendant there. It's like um, very creative, but then very like, it's like a very loving, passionate energy where you just like, um, like friends are so important. They're like family in a way. So mm-hmm. you those connect yeah you explained it very well the the leo aquarius thing i always have a hard time with i don't know why but it's like yeah and like your saturn and aquarius is like those lessons around i guess like even friendship even in like the um the one-to-one connections that you have Mm -hmm. that makes sense like finding the balance with them yeah because it's a very draining way to be like you know and like you said it's a lot of like give like you give, 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 um, which is great. And I love that I'm the type of person where I don't expect anything in return, but it still doesn't mean it's not draining on you and then affects you. And then you might find that that manifests itself in negative ways. And so just becoming aware of that. So I don't like kind of deplete myself and then have some negative things kind of happen as a result of that. So I'm trying to like even balance it out a bit um because yeah I didn't care if it was unbalanced before you know it didn't really phase me um but I do think it was I just wasn't really willing to like admit it in a sense like I wanted to deny it I was like oh it's no big deal but mm-hmm. definitely can it adds up with the time I think yeah for sure and then um and you are a cancer sun sign so like energy or like reading the energy of people or picking up subtle things or emotions is like very it's like a it's almost like you have an extra radar for like picking things up or it's a curse I swear (laughs) it's it's not a gift that's a curse because yeah you definitely pick up on everything like every little thing and it's I think double down if you're female and you have this Mm -hmm. yeah definitely a curse (laughs) yeah one of the um I guess like last transit I'll bring up with this is um I don't know if you've been following where Pluto is so Pluto's in Capricorn um and it's it's the farthest away so it goes like back and forth from like a small like amount um moves the slowest so right now Pluto's opposite your sun so um Pluto's at 27 but it went to like 29 and then went back and then it'll go forward. And I can't wait for this little dance it's doing to be done. It'll go into Aquarius like officially and stay there November of 2024. But um, it's Pluto's opposite your sun right now, which just means like, um, like a transformation or like a rebirth to like your identity, like what the sun sign means. So I don't know if you've also been feeling that too. Yeah, 
Yeah. I mean, I'm straying a lot from, I think, those core characteristics that, mm-hmm. you know, I feel, which I think is changing how I, like you even mentioned how my energy feels. Like, I think I'm picking up on that more and more um, with other people. Cause again, I pick up on, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, it's, it's, and it can be a little frightening if you're not open to it. Yeah. Like, so if you're someone who's not really aware or you're not really sure, you would definitely describe it as, I don't feel like myself. Like if I wasn't like more attuned to this, that's probably the language I'd be using to you is like, I really don't feel like myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually quite the opposite. Like I feel like more like myself because I'm kind of just letting it happen. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, like um, you are like Leo rising is like a fixed energy. Um, so that's good that you said like letting it happen because some, sometimes I don't know if you've experienced that like inner stubbornness or like not wanting to change things. So Yes, definitely. So that's like the, I think the coolest part. Um, But yeah, like, I feel like you also kind of feel like you're failing when you accept it. Like, I think if you have fixed energy, it must feel like you're constantly failing or letting yourself down or giving into like a vice, even if it's not like, it feels like that, like it feels at first so negative, you know, which is really funny about that. And I do feel like with other folks I know, I have an inkling to think that they have a lot of fixed energy because they'll do that sort of thing. And it it manifests like they're so disappointed in themselves, even though they're not doing anything bad. It's just like, they won't let things, they fight everything. You know what I mean? It's very interesting. Okay. Yeah. That's a good way to explain it though. Like you're explaining things in such a good way. I love (laughs) it. I'm going to, I'm going to listen back and like take notes and be like, okay. Yeah. So I was going to say you're like the double, I say, they say things like this, hopefully, I don't know if people understand, but like double cardinal. So like your sun and moon are both the cardinal, like the initiators, mm-hmm. but um, you have like the, you have how many in your little one, two, three, four. Yeah. You have five fixed, four cardinal, and then one mutable. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, I don't know where I was going to go with that. I mean, I see like through the, I guess we'll say, just say like your, I hate this word in astrology, but public image, like mm-hmm. that phrase, I feel like I definitely see the um, cardinal energy come out with like always doing something like new, initiating new things, like leading stuff. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know which one you, like, do you feel more the like initiator, the more like, Fixed is such a, I, I will either say like stubborn or determined or like disciplined mm-hmm. or the go with the flow mutable. Like, I think it can kind of be both, which is interesting. And it may not always translate very well because like some people might see me in a light where I do seem very like stubborn and very passionate about whatever it is. But then in other contexts, like I'm not. And so I think that can be really hard to like read or accept um but yeah I mean I guess I don't even know I I do feel like I'm definitely more of a a fixed person like if I want something a certain way or have a certain vision I kind of stick to that pretty thing and I do think at the same time also like initiating it's funny this comes up again because part of my whole rant um the other day with my friend about friendship friendship stuff is like I do feel like I am the initiator of a lot of stuff and that can be also kind of exhausting as well 
and community dynamics, because if you're the one who's always like initiating stuff and facilitating stuff and bringing people together, what happens when you stop doing that? Mm -hmm. You know, and then sometimes you feel like your community gets a little smaller because there's not as many folks who are initiating and bringing everyone together, like collectively. And so that can be a really tough um, thing to navigate because then you kind of feel let down by folks. And it's not that, you know, they're intentionally letting you down. You've always just had that dominant personality or played that role, you know? So it's kind of, it's like a weird place to be if you're, you know, if you step out of that and then reflect on it. Um, and it's exhausting, I think, being the initiator all the time, like mm -hmm. at home, at work, in your relationship, like I'm always the initiator across all those facets. Um, but I'd like to take like a, a backseat for the first time in like a long time, which is, is it's interesting because I can't really get mad at others because I have to kind of like communicate that, that I would like to take the backseat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, yes, I definitely resonate with the, being the initiator. Like I, it's, it's sort of like something you just have in you, like this natural take charge energy. And you just like, you almost just like have to. And sometimes I even feel like there's like a, I have no patience. So I just like have to be the one to do it. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I have done things sometimes where I like won't message somebody for a few weeks just to see if they initiate. And it's, it's kind of sad when they don't. And you're just like, and then it's just a little hard to then like reach out to do something. That's, I definitely have experienced that. Um, yeah, but it's an odd conversation to have with someone to say like, hey, can you initiate more? Like I've definitely had that um, with my partner because I'm definitely just more of the the take charge and it is really, it's draining. But it's like, I don't know. Sometimes you can't like force people though to be the mm -hmm. initiator, but it is almost like a, like a stepping up in a sense for that else go back to like the balance in the relationship or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's funny because a lot of people will like say that to you, right? Like if they're confiding in you about that and they do feel a lot of shame or guilt around or awkwardness around having that conversation with another person. And it is really awkward, but I don't think it's as personal sometimes as people think it is. Like, I think we just all accept roles. And then once people start doing them, we feel comfortable with that. I think that keeps like the balance, you know, if we were all competing to be the initiator. We'd probably all hate each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, it is kind of crappy because it, you know, where do you go from there? Really? It can be tough, but I think it's like, I think de-shaming around recognizing that, okay, I'm the initiator, but I need someone else to like, you need to pass the puck at some point, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so yeah, but it is funny because I feel like a lot of different ways people have come forward to me about this topic recently too, not with me, but with like their friends or their colleagues or their team and saying like, how do I navigate this? And I'm like, Ooh, that's a really tough thing to navigate. Like, I don't, you know, I'm struggling too with that. I don't know. Yeah. And then, um, sort of the last thing I'll bring up if you want to talk about is, um, because you're going to enter your season of motherhood, which I feel like is a very, um, I mean, the sign of cancer represents like, you know, being the mom or the nurturer, which is a cardinal sign. And I feel like moms are leaders, but in mm -hmm. this like different way. Um, so I get, I don't know, how do you feel about your, 
I guess I'm also going to say being the initiator within that, or like um, you were saying before we started recording, like, I guess, sort of like how you're preparing, like, are you just like educating yourself on lots of things and just almost like, I almost want to say going into like a little cocoon in a, in a sense. Yeah. Like, so uh, motherhood particularly, I think um, like all of my, uh, for a long time, it's been something I've been kind of afraid of um simply because of that like the all-consumingness and my personality and a tendency to like control to like to initiate to almost like to mother others even when no one asked me to do that um, so like so that kind of um scares me because I didn't want to become consumed in the identity of being a mom and I would say this a lot before I got pregnant to my friends is that like I don't want to be someone's mom like how like lame is that like I like being the main character yeah. <laughs> of my own story like I am very much so that person like I enjoy um being the center of my life um because I feel so strongly or I was raised and I think all my ideas around motherhood were like once you have a child you're a mom and that that's your responsibility and it's not about you anymore and da 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 and I was not only raised in an environment where that was like I think talked to me and really pushed at me, especially being the eldest child. Like, again, these ideas of like, you're supposed to be the nurturer, like, you know, very heavily pushed at me. And um, so I resented it. And I resented that idea, uh, you know, of that being your whole persona. And it gave me the ick, like, even when I would see um, being online, like, you know, some mom creators, like, I found that kind of icky to me because I was so averted to the idea of me not being Nicole anymore and just being someone's mom mm-hmm. so it's a weird place to be because I know it sounds kind of selfish to say it out loud but it's I think it's a, a lot of moms again like the fact that I feel shame around that is kind of messed up like mm-hmm. you're still a person even though you're someone's mom like you know so but now I feel a little bit better about it and I think some of this change that's happening in my chart and with me that I'm going with is actually allowing me to like kind of surprisingly not get too sucked into the mom stuff. Like I, I, and I still feel like in order to be a good mom, I have to be good with myself mm-hmm. or I could do all the reading in the world. I can have the perfect nursery, but if I don't sort out my stuff, it's not going to translate. And I think I get that. So weirdly enough, I've been keeping like baby stuff and getting overwhelmed. I've been really good at keeping it like at an arm's length. Um, which is very unusual for me because usually I like to read everything, have control. I'm trying to let that go. Okay. Yeah. I was definitely going to say for the, um, it's like the, the saying of like, you have to fill your own cup first before you can like pour into someone else's. So yes, you have to make sure like you're good to be able to take care of the, the baby, your child. Like if you're not doing well, like it just will feel a lot more I feel like um chaotic the I the only experience I have with like watching someone become a mom is my cousin okay and she's like 30 years old and she has three kids and I don't know like what like I don't know how she does that but um I've seen her identity shift like so many times in that process even just going from like mom of one to then mom of two to mom of three to then like who am I outside of that? Like I've seen that as well. And um, yeah, like you're, you, you make such a good point though, about like, you still want to be like the main 
character of your life, like that energy. I mean, hearing you say that, it just, it's so Leo rising. I love it. And it's like, you're passionate, but it's like, you're passionate about keeping that like self-expression. Like you still need to be able to have that self-expression, even though you have like a, a kid and even like show them that too, like teach them the lessons of the Leo rising. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah like it's it's so crazy and I think we kind of paint really weird as a society like cast on like mother archetypes that are like that you yeah. know in media like I really like what's it called um Schitt's Creek mm-hmm. and Moira like yeah. she's very much so the main character of her life mm-hmm. and the little phrases and we kind of package that in comedy but I think there's a lot of lessons to like even development for your children like you want like I really would like my child to also think that they're the main character of their life and like I do think that a part of that is modeling that like what does that actually look like and what does that mean um because yeah it it is a little daunting the idea of motherhood and I think that's why the modern woman today I, I think it's aside from other reasons which we could all get into but I think a part of that is that is like a lot of us still very much so feel that way, but we do feel an obligation to obviously be a parent, but it's like, how do you do both? And there's not a lot of good examples of that in media, like, yeah. you know, or in culture at large, like a lot of our moms get into the mom thing, you know, and that's lovely, but it would be nice to see something different, you know? Yeah. 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 Even the example you gave of like creators shifting into mom, like being mom influencers once they have kids or even the term like mom or mamapreneur. I personally never liked any of that um, because it does feel like a big, um, like their whole identity has shifted and it's like, but you can still just be like an entrepreneur, but then I don't know. It's like just wearing different hats, I guess. Yeah. And it's like, people we always do like I do that anyway so I don't you know what I mean but yeah yeah, it just gives me the ick a little bit when I see that and I and I like to share and I have shared that I'm pregnant and I I like to share aspects of it and I love seeing people share it but I do like there's um, quite a few influencers that I follow who are mothers and they don't lead with mom content I thought that was so cool that they never like they talk about it people are curious about it but their persona is still very much so themselves. And I just rock with that a lot because I think that that's like kind of the energy you need to give. It's it's one facet of your story, mm-hmm. you know, not the other way around. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah, interesting, crazy. <laughs> okay, so um, normally, do you have any other, before I, I'll treat this like a full reading. Do you have any other questions about anything I've said with transits or I think? No, I don't think so. Okay. And then normally how I like to end off the podcast episodes is I say advice from uh, the sign. So do we have, do you have any advice from a cancer sun sign? Advice from a cancer sun sign. Oh my God. I don't even know. Um, or it could even be like advice from which I feel like you already have given so much good advice from the Leo rising, but or even advice from the the Aries moon. I don't know, one of the three. Yeah, Aries for me is like the most tricky. I feel like I don't have the best understanding of that sign totally. So I think I kind of miss the nuances or the cues where that does come out. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I just think like for for me right now, 
What would be the advice? And I just, I feel like things are very heavy right now. So I still feel like there's this idea around like putting yourself as the main, the main character in your life. I think some people really need to do that. Um, and I know that seems so counterintuitive to like all the kind of heaviness and drama right now. And like, you know, extending a lot of people, I think are extending themselves outwards to others, which is fantastic. But like we were saying, you can't really pour from an empty cup. Like, and I think there's a lot of that happening right now. Um, and some people just need to look kind of a bit more inward because I think if you think of yourself in a weird way, then you'll be able to better, I think, garner the perspective of others because everybody is obviously wanting to be treated well or decent, you know? Um, so, and it kind of brings that humanity back. Like we all are really similar at the end of the day. Like we're really all not that different. Um, and people kind of forget that and they keep working outwards instead of looking inwards. So I guess that's where I'm at right now. Okay. Yeah. And you just, you did it again with it. You're explaining the Leo Aquarius like so well, like I'm sitting here like learning from, it's very nice. (laughs) Like, cause you, cause you like you, you embody it, like you live it cause it's in your chart, but yes, the, like being the main, um, character of your life but then also like that humanity we're all human we're all going through things you never it's like that you never know what someone's going through when you like walk by them on the street but Mm -hmm. still making sure you're doing what you want to be doing in your life and that balance so yeah that balance it's the balance thing and it's really really tricky but I think that's what we're we're seeing especially in media today and like when I'm at work, a lot of my job is conflict. And I think that's what's happening is people are forgetting their own humanity. Mm-hmm. Like it's that golden rule kind of idea, but people are forgetting about that. So it is kind of interesting. Like it's, it's, it's just a crazy time. <laughs> and I'll add in, cause you said that you sometimes don't fully get the Aries with your air, your moon and Aries. So Aries energy, if we look at it, it's ruled by Mars or like the in mythology it's like the god of war so mm-hmm. with conflict so you just said like so it's almost like it I don't know you're in the job so it must not bother you or you almost want to help like resolve it and then I say each sign is its opposite and so the opposite of Aries is Libra which is all about balance so it's this mm-hmm. moon and Aries people I say have like a strong independence or they want to really focus on themselves, but at the same time, they're like relationship focused mm-hmm. and making sure that their interpersonal relationships are good. But then um, it's the balance of like, um, what was I going to say? It's like, like that the opposite side will like fight for peace. And then like the Aries energy will like fight for what they want. So there's like a fighting energy, but it's sometimes done. I feel like in a not aggressive way, if that makes yeah. sense. Cause I've, I've met so many Aries moon people who are so calm, but if, okay. if you, if you think of an Aries energy, it's like fire, it would be like not calm. Yeah. That's like, what you think. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like it comes through. Like my big thing is each sign is its opposite. So it's mm. like, you want to find peace. But it's like, you might start, not start conflict, but you might have to initiate something to like achieve the peace. That yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I think that's that idea of disruption, like people who are doing that in the sense of like improvement or betterment. Yeah. So yeah, I kind of get that energy, which explains what I do for a living because yeah, dealing with intense situations, 
for me, strangely, I find clarity in it. And I think there's always something you can learn out of the process. And I don't find it as overwhelming as I think other folks do. Like I can kind of, especially when it's not my drama. And I say this all the time. I love hearing about other people's drama because I feel like I can kind of see it a bit more clearly and help folks navigate it. Um, so yeah, see, this is why I love astrology because it's like embedded in your entire identity. It's, it's scary though. It's like frightening. <laughs> yeah. I just had to mention that because you said conflict. And then before that you said that not clicking with the moon. So I'm like, okay, wait, because mm-hmm. I, I, I could never do a job that was with conflict. I just like, I run from it. I just like, no. But yeah, no, um, it's funny. yeah. so um, do you want to share, I guess, the last thing where people can connect with you um, yeah. on, on Instagram or um, I don't know if you have a website, but I know you also have your other Instagram account with the, the Steel Town something. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, you know, I have so many things going on, but yeah. Um. Yeah, Hamilton Hippie is still where I keep like the bulk of everything. Um, so that's cool. Um, and yeah, if you want to follow or connect, um, I try to stay in the loop of things that are, I've been out of it for a while because things have been busy in other areas. Um, but uh, I still share a lot of things that are happening lo- locally. So if people reach out to me, if you're running an event or doing something, I'm always happy to kind of share and be a connect point for things happening, happening lo- locally in Hamilton. Um, and then, yeah, of course, follow along and stuff. I'm sure there'll be a lot more questions I'll have really for my community, especially in this whole mom zone. And people are super helpful. And I think people just love to help ultimately. So it's actually really nice having this online community just for help for myself. <laughs> like it's very helpful that way. So very cool. But thank you for doing this with me because it's so fun. I love it. <laughs> Thank you for being here and and coming on the podcast. And and also thank you for being, I guess, open to share things because this was almost like a live reading. So (laughs) thank you. Just thank you. And I like that. (laughs) Okay. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'd love to hear from you on Instagram or by leaving a rating or review. It would also mean the world to me if you subscribe to this podcast, if you enjoy today's episode. If you'd like to support the podcast and continue to discover the don't tell me what to do vibration, there are three different ways you can keep listening to these podcast episodes that I put out weekly. You can also purchase the subscription version of the podcast, which is new, for exclusive episodes, or you can purchase my book, which has the exact same name as this podcast. So with so much love and gratitude, see you very, very soon in the next episode.